storyboarding is this is something that like every time I meet people and I'm like, oh, what do you do? I'm a storyboard artist, and they're like, give me this quizzical look, <laughs> and they like sort of nod and like I end up having to uh, give them this one sort of sentence answer, which I'll give to you right now. Which sure, it's just a surface level surface level lay of what it is but it's kind of the comic book version of the script for films and animation so basically um studios Chookers. Chookers. Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is James. And my name is Neil. Oh, oh, you lost me. Hold on. Sorry. And uh, we're going to ignore Neil for now. And here we've got <laughs> storyboard artist Khan with us. Hello, Khan. Kanushka Pereira. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Thanks for being here, mate. My pleasure. Um, so, uh, quick introduction. Um, no. Well, he, he knows himself as uh, Khan and I uh, met him back in university and he was studying architecture and uh, and then I moved to Sydney and um, a few years later I ran into him and he was um, doing storyboard artist. He's, sorry, he's a storyboard artist. And um, yeah, we've been in contact ever since then. And Very infrequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, but that's fine. That's how it is in this world, especially in Sydney. You know, it's, I think so, yeah. Um, but it's, it's really weird that, we, uh, that I ran into you that day and, and you're also in the creative field as well. And, and I changed from going from being in the commerce field and into the creative field. And hmm. I, I guess you're still work because you're, 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 you're an architecture student, um, but this is something different. So, um, yeah, just quick introduction for you. Uh, how, how did you get into, uh, yep. into storyboarding? Yeah, uh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> talk it over. <laughs> no, 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 okay, okay. Um, um, I basically, like as, as you said, Neil, started off in architecture. Um, we had a friend group, friend, small little friend group in Canberra, of all places in Australia. Um, have you been to Canberra? No, I haven't. Wait, you haven't been to Canberra? I have never been to Canberra. I just assumed that, you know, you're an educated person, you would have been there by now. <laughs> That's such a, like, Indian thing to say, man. You are an educated <laughs> That's, like, the best backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, no, I've never been bored enough to go down to Canberra. Yeah, so. no. No, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. What's wrong with the Canberra? People, that's what people think. That it's so boring down there, but yeah. it's, it's actually look, not. Look, nothing's wrong with Canberra because nothing's there. It's fine. <laughs> hey, a, man, we've got like you no know, the the uh, the theater company, uh, theater uh, rep, repertoire company. There, it's old as a Newtown Theater. Newtown Theater is almost the oldest uh, theater in Australia. Wow. And do you know the oldest? Do you know what the oldest theater company is in Australia? What is it? It's the Sydney University Theater. That's true. But yeah. Getting away from the point. This is not a promotion of Canberra. Well, it can be. And but my promotion of the Sydney University Theatre School. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to how we met. Um, so I started off uh, doing architecture uh, in Canberra. I uh, worked as an architect um, for a couple of years in this firm, uh, small studio in Canberra. Uh, decided it wasn't for me um, and really like felt this urge that, wasn't being fulfilled and sort of explored uh, what, what, what that meant and ended up draw, uh, going back to drawing and uh, ended up working in storyboarding basically. Um, yeah, so that's where I am right now. 
And what's, for people who might not um, know so much about storyboarding or the way it relates to film, um, what is storyboarding? Good question. Um, storyboarding is... Storyboarding is, this is something that like every time I meet people and I'm like, oh, what do you do? I'm a storyboard artist. And they're like, give me this quizzical look. <laughs> and they like sort of nod and like I end up having to uh, give them this one sort of sentence answer, which I'll give to you right now. Sure. Which it's just a surface level, surface level layer of what it is, but it's kind of the comic book version of the script for films and animation. So basically um, studios, um, films, animation, games, Big process, a lot of individuals are uh, working on this. So the storyboard serves as like a document that everyone can all look at and agree at. Mm. Kind of like the plant for the film or the animation mm. industry or, mm. or an animation or a game. Mm. So can you imagine there's so many different departments in a film and like if everyone has their own mind of what this thing is, like... <laughs> like it. Yeah, so if in the script it says James picks up this glass of water, everybody might have, oh, it's, I would see it from over here or somebody else might actually have it from the point of view of the glass of water. And what your job is to kind of draw, literally, what that shot is. Exactly. What the, what the camera sees and mm. uh, it's basically planning of how the shot's going to be taken, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're, like the, you're, you're the first line of defense. <laughs> you're like, you're the first line. It's, it's both the most hardest and most incredible job out there. I think um, of defense of what the script is and it, and then gets passed on to production. So you're the first line of like, Oh, this is, this is what this thing is. This is what this film is. This is what this idea is. That's sort of like, cause before that it's just kind of words and like ideas and like, not until you start to put it onto paper and, you have this document that humans need to all agree on. <laughs> Does it actually become this tangible object that, mm. oh, we can get the process rolling? So it sounds like it's a pretty important part of the process. It is the, I think, I might be biased, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think it's the most uh, important. It's it's definitely the most important um, in terms of um, art-wise in the film process. So yeah, Look, oh, we, we, we spoke of it earlier before we started the podcast uh, a few things and uh, I told you that uh, how important you say how important a storyboard storyboarding is, and I completely agree with you because when I've been on TV shows, I've been on whatever sets or whatever, and seen things, and like, and th there's been disputes and things have not quite worked out, and and then like, wait a minute, they don't have a, they don't have a storyboard, mm -hmm. and um, how important that is, you know, like you would be saving all this money, all this time if you had someone already and creative people getting together, getting together and finding the right shots mm -hmm. and this person will draw it up for you this is how it's going to look yep so they can tan i guess in a way tangibly see what's going to happen in the shot exactly and think about it you're yeah. on film you're on set it's expensive like yeah. you've got this crew camera crew uh camera crew together mm. can you imagine like not knowing what shot you had to do like on set and like oh but if you have this universal document that's like this is how the shot progression goes it just makes everything a bit more efficient mm. but like that's kind of like the um i don't know that's like the it's like the one-on-one question to what storyboarding is because mm. uh, it, it's actually a lot more deeper and a lot more uh, like the document itself is a lot more, there's a lot more to it than just being a, um, at th that's what you see at the end process, this document that everyone can see together. But storyboarding to me, it's a problem, problem solving tool. Um, so this is where in production, you can really work out what you want your film or thing to be. 
um, it's the pro- it's the area in production where it's the cheapest to do it because you know you're just working with paper and idea. So if you have a certain idea, you can sort of board it up, draw it up to see how it looks. And if it usually if it doesn't work on board, it's not going to work in film. Mm. So it's much more efficient to get these ideas out there, um, uh, sorted out in the board process. Um, it's quite a revered position in film departments because it's just the most like this is going to sound arrogant, but like <laughs> I, I sometimes get an ego trip sometimes. Just how much control you have. Like I literally control what you think because mm. I'm boarding out these sequences for a specific um for a specific uh, reaction. Mm. Um, and this is like you know storyboarding. There's cinematography. There's uh, um um there's direction. There's like um I'm staging. There's acting. There's emotion. There's all these things that I have to juggle all in this one shot mm. um and it's just such a like labor uh, it's such a like what's that what's a happy word for burden whatever that is <laughs> like a positive word for burden there's there's you know it's like a weight or a or a like a yeah that's that's hard a positive we, word we, for we need we need natasha on the side <laughs> because she's very good at knowing what <laughs> her english is the perfect there's just there's just a lot you have to think about and like i don't want to get onus <laughs> Onus? Yes. Like a great kind of... Onus is like owning something. I don't know. Natasha isn't here, Dale. Yeah, I know, but like... Let's just go a positive (laughs) onus. There's like a weight that you have to sort of... Because as I get older and I delve into this amazing craft, um, my my goodness, there's just so much you can do with storyboarding. There's so much like... I've worked in... um, I kind of skipped over a little bit from architecture to uh, storyboarding, but throughout that process, I worked in concept art and layout too in um, in 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 the industry. And uh, I mean, those areas itself, they're pretty creative. But um, storyboarding itself, my goodness, like the the amount of um, the amount of um, the amount of yourself as an artist, which is why I'm doing this. Like, uh, you know, why am I drawing for a living? It's because I think I want to put myself out there. The amount of yourself you can put in this little little document is just astounding um right. and and you'll notice a difference i'll show you some films um that have good boards or bad boards and like you can really see mm. what a difference it makes mm. Actually, you know what uh, if you could show us some film and send it to us and we'll put it onto the actual instagram and we can just show it on our reels and stuff as well sounds good people get to see it as well what are you what are you actually talking about yep yeah um, yep. i think it's important i think there's people out there who <coughs> who want to maybe go into who's great who are great at drawing and they want to go into mm-hmm. storytelling through that avenue of uh, being a storyboard artist. Um, good point you brought up. Like as a, like as I said, as I'm getting into it, like drawing the drawing component as of is uh, vital. You need to be able to get your ideas across. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I'm learning that like there's the film that exists as a unit, um, and that's what you're delivering to an audience, to a market, to whatever. Um, but Within that unit, um, obviously there's scenes, uh, and when those uh, scenes, uh, you, get, uh, you get an act and blah, 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 blah. Um, so the drawing component itself becomes less of a value and you need to really get your, like what, what, you, what I'm learning is like, how does this thing exist within the whole unit itself is the important question you should be, you could be asking as a storyboard artist because you can have a great scene, but you can have pretty drawings, but, these drawings could be interchangeable. Like there's a lot of redraws that come to storyboarding. Like it's um, something that um, I, I don't want to say anything with, with like certainty because I think it's important as, as an artist to sort of find your own way and like how you deal with this problem is a lot differently than how I would deal with this problem. But like universally 
what you come across with storyboarding is having to redraw stuff. So, so basically don't get attached to your drawings because they will get changed. <laughs> and try keep that vision of that whole unit in mind so you don't get uh, so you don't, so you don't feel bad when you have to redraw sequences. Because then, in the day, um, it's not about the drawings; it's about how can we make the best film. Mm. Mm. So, uh, look, while we're on that topic of um, things getting changed, how how has that happened to you? Like, uh, why do things get changed? Uh, why do scenes get? Why, why, get changed? Why, what are you? Why do things get changed for you? If they get changed, I usually sit in the corner and cry for about ten minutes <laughs> and stress about how long. Um, it took you to do that. <laughs> um, th- so things get changed because there'll be plenty of reasons. A budget might be one, <laughs> mm. so things may have to get scaled down. Mm. Um, scenes may not work out the way uh, uh, you think they sort of play out in your mind, and that's kind of why you need storyboards um, to see if they work. Um, also, direction might change. Like oh. We're going for a tick and clock story, which is, you know, a countdown sort of story. But no, 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 no. What we actually want, what we actually want here is a coming of age, or like, you know, a completely different story structure. Like, that would suit it. So, there are many things, like, which is why Storyboards are a planning document. This is the best place. It's the cheapest place in production. And it's also the most creative place, place in production to get your ideas across. Um, story, but like, there's something that I, I think if I would say, like, adheres to storyboarding and that's change like um storyboards are meant to be changed it's Mm. part of the process so that's something that i had to learn and all artists storyboard i just learned this is don't get attached to your drawings (laughs) because part of like they're meant to be changed and if you can sort of step back a bit and realize they're getting changed for the better or because a lot of the time you're boarding for someone else you're always boarding for a director and um, if you're fortunate enough to get your own ip across um and board your own show and then you hire board artists, like I'm sure you want your vision to come across. So you're boarding someone else's vision and a lot of the time you get to plus it and make it yourself and adhere to the director's story, but you're the communication tool that gets this idea across. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's change is part of the process and you need to be good at drawing, you need to have good cinematography, you have to have good expression. There's all these like... A lot of board artists come to it a lot later just because you need to have all these skills. Mm. Um, but it's, like I said, it's the most hardest and rewarding thing I've ever done. Wow. I mean, talking about how change is integral to being a storyboard artist, I mean, like, um, I mean, how do you think that as as an artist in general and an artist's journey, how struggle plays in that kind of role? Do you think it should always be, should we be making it a super easy road for every artist to get to where they want? Or... Do you think that struggle is inherent in the process? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> oh. Um, Caller on line one. Yes. Agnes. Agnes. What is your question? Go ahead. Sorry. That's a really good question. Um, like, should our goal be to get rid of all kind of struggle that artists have? Heck no. No. Like, right, yeah. definitely not. Like, I think um, struggling comes inherently with being an artist. And if you're not struggling, well... <laughs> Maybe not trying hard enough. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. Um, maybe like. Uh, is there a word for positive struggle? Like it's like. <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> um, I think. I, I think you know. Like we're yeah. all artists here. Like uh, in every craft, to be honest, it, maybe it's not just. It shouldn't be. Um, just subjected to artists. Like I think being a human or working in whatever craft you are, growth involves learning and struggling. Um, and it, that, I think that's why storyboarding is so hard. It's 
because it's that times 10 for me because like you're always like failing is part of the process. But um, the struggle is real. It's not bad. Mm. Like, um, I think um, for me personally, um, like I got, I got into this later in life. So I, I, uh, the struggle was there and you get, you know, you get yeah. imposter syndrome, you get like, you know, all these syndromes that artists talk about. That it's <laughs> we the, talked about that we a couple talked weeks about, ago. Yeah, last, <laughs> last few episodes, this has come up many a times. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's, how funny is it that it's so common? It's so, it's kind of boring how common it is, right? Like it's kind of like, maybe it's been just like, it's not boring. It, sh- it should be comforting to know how common this, mm. this mm. syndrome is with mm. everyone. And it seems to occur, especially with artists, um, maybe because we talk about our feelings a lot more. <laughs> um, um, but um, that struggle just to get it sorry I go on tangents a lot um, that struggle is important and like having structures in place that sort of support that struggle I think is important so for me what I've had is um, having peer groups um, having peer groups knowing that like oh this is hard it's because it's meant to be hard mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. I don't think it's meant to be easy um, <coughs> because if it was easy everyone would everyone be doing, doing it, it. and um and I mean, can you swear on this? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, do you want to be doing something easy? I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think, like you say, a failure is part of the process. Mm. I think that's really interesting and, and and important to to recognize, and not just in storyboarding, but e- even in acting, uh, directing. I mean, uh, we also talked about story writing as well, right? Is kind of figuring out what mm. kind of story we're if we're writing a story or creating a story. As you were saying, was it a ticking time, uh, ticking clock story, or did it turn into a coming of age story? And that very process uh, involving failure, mm. and only getting to a final product with that intact. You're totally right. Like that's that. Like, mm. I mean, I've thought about this a lot. We were talking about this before. But like, did I need to go through that tr- struggle to get to this point, or whatever point? And as I get older in life, I think yes is the answer. I mm. think um, I think that's what kind of defines me. Mm. It, I won't defines individuals i won't see those results immediately but i will see those struggling results the next time i bought an x scene um so it's funny because like maybe we need to institute like it would be good if we had uh, some sort of system where like oh we see that we've incrementally improved during that struggle but Mm. we don't i think Mm. maybe we have to leave that upon ourselves to sort of realize that it's happening that's where peer groups and sort of um uh, having peer groups and having a mentor is really important. Mm. Um, I think um, that has helped me a lot. Um, having someone that knows. Sorry, I keep on. Having someone that has worked in that field and knows what they're doing um, and sort of can give you that feedback and sort of realize like, oh, you're at this point and um, it's okay, you know, step back a bit and um, it's part of the journey. Um, mm. Yeah, like the first when we first met up again uh, in Sydney, and there's one of the few, few things we we spoke about is that uh, we both started this thing at a, at a later age in our life, and uh, the imposter syndrome thing we've, we've just been speaking about in the last few episodes. Uh, I had that, and you had that, and we spoke about that. That a lot of the people in our classrooms were quite younger than us, and uh, um, not as experienced in life. I mean, everyone experienced different things at different times in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, I, and we said that you said you had good peer peers around you to have um, have these conversations, you know. Um, and do, do you think how does that come about? That how, how do you how do you bring how do you get that friendship? How do you get people the right minded people together? Mm-hmm. Is that is that uh, is that some sort of networking thing you did, or is it? 
um, because I, I, I initially I found that quite difficult because no one was like me. Yeah, it was very difficult. And, and until the last few years, I've I got in the industry a little bit. And I started talking to people, and and my angles have been different. Hence, Chukas, like everyone I'm talking to now, is like-minded people, sort of thing. You know, I think you just yeah. answer your question. I think you just need to do shit. Yeah. Like the worst thing you can do is just sit there and sort of contemplate, go over. Your, you know, it's like I, you know, I am unique. I mm. am. No one gets me. Blah 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 blah. Mm. As I've gotten older, I think that's less true. I think there are a lot of people like me mm. um, and um, and we're all sort of like a lot of people are going through this mm. whatever struggle um, you want to frame it as. But if I was to like just phrase it really crudely, it's um, um, just do shit. <laughs> like, uh, like in those times where I've sort of felt doubtful, uh, my partner sort of walked past me and sort of said like, just keep going, just keep going. And I sort of like try yeah. to have that mentality yeah. and like it, it, it weirdly works, but um, um, I think like we humans kind of make it harder on ourselves that needs to be uh, than it needs to be. Uh, once you sort of realize that, like, um, I mean, just to go back on imposter syndrome, like imposter syndromes. Once you learn that, oh, it's just your brain trying to trying to help you, like, hey, like they're all younger, like, um, work harder. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, it's like this tribal thing that would come yeah. out of like once. Once you realize that, oh, this is for me. It's been like I sort of had this moment. Where like, I'm just my brain's trying to help me. This this what of anxiety. I don't know if we can go into some young shit. Mm. Talk about shadow and like how, <laughs> but um, but um, that like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, and it's like you know the struggle. It's kind of good mm. to be honest. I kind of like it sometimes. But well, the, like just stop on that 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 topic right there. Um, I had to uh, set it myself. Listen, Neil, you don't know everything, and you could you could learn things from people from any anyone. So I had to like let go of my ego and, and, and let go of everything and say, you know what, I'm gonna just see if I can somehow learn from these people. You know, because um, mm-hmm. I was all, like a lot of the people I studied with, like the kids, they're like like, like they're 19, 20 years old, right? But they had been doing like some sort of musicals and been theater and all that kind of stuff for for since they were kids because mum and daddy would get them going there but i didn't know about that mm-hmm. right i didn't do that until the last few years so i would just go okay fine i could learn something from and i tried my best to do it you know you have to take the the best you can for the environment that you've been, been put into you mm-hmm. know and uh i mean uh, hopefully they'll learn something from me and hopefully i'll learn something from them you know and who cares if they do or don't i yeah. think you like you kind of hit like you're like oh it's unfair of me to compare myself with these people that have sort of been laid out this path. But mm. like the end of the day, um, I think it's like, what's, what's going to like, what's going to make you create, what's going to make, what's going to get you going. Cause at the end of the day, that's what pushes you forward, mm. whether you know it or not, subconsciously mm. or not. Um, once you sort of like let go of that, like com- imposter comparing yourself, sort of whatever, whatever that stuff is, whatever this sort of like old um, thought process that we have in our synapses that served us like 40,000 years ago. Um, um, once you can let go of that and start doing shit is mm. when I've noticed that I've actually danced, like uh, sort of leveled up and mm. have these moments. Um, and I don't know if that comes through just with age or like with life experience, but mm. um, like uh, it's common with all industries. Like, like, cause I mean, who wants to be in that room or who wants to be like sitting complaining about shit the whole time? Like, it's cool if you can create something out of it. <laughs> like I love neurotic shows and like mm. people that like, if you have this awesome story about that, awesome, but like create it, like you can do something about it. Mm. Like you don't have to mm. um, 
Yeah. Like all those introspective artists that we love, they still did shit. Mm, mm. Um, if I um, could, if I could just use that little struggle part uh, you said before as a segue to um, getting paid, for example, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a friend told me a few days ago um, about Picasso. Um, <laughs> that friend is behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> he told me about how Picasso was um, was approached by a lady. And, and and the lady said, "Could you draw me a picture? Yeah. Could you draw me a picture?" And he she, he draw her. A picture. I feel like I to- let me inject. I did feel like I told you this point. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably did. Yeah, yeah, you probably yeah. did. Yeah. But then someone behind the camera told me, which we will not say his name until okay. Later well, let story. me tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, because you probably know it better than me, right? Go. No, 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 no. Go. Just kidding. Basically, he he drew really quick, like a ten second sketch on a napkin, right? Yeah. And then he and he was like, okay, that's like fifty thousand dollars. Come on, put, put some Picasso work into it. Come <laughs> on, give, 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 give us some Renate. Give us some arm idea. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like a. It was like a nude ascending a staircase, but it was also an elevator. Um, and um, and he was like, yeah, $50,000. And she was like, no, I'm not drawing. You took, you took you like 10 seconds to draw that. And, and then he was like, yeah, but 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 that pay for the pay for that sketch is for all of the years I spent mm. doing all the work that I did yeah. and developing the skill to draw it in 10 seconds. Mm. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, exactly. That, right? <laughs> that, that was that right? right? <laughs> 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 That's what I was getting at. But like uh, that, that, what he said to me, I know you said to me ages ago, but then he brought it up like only a few days ago. And then oh, I man. said it just then. Just then. And it's sort of stuck in my head a little bit. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting it. So like now I'm thinking about like, about um, artists when they talk about, you know, getting paid and whatnot and, and, uh, I said to you before we started the podcast, I think it's important that, that we do get paid, and, but when, when creatives get together, uh, money shouldn't be on, on the agenda. But of course, when we are in a, when business comes in, this is what creative, uh, creative in- industry, industry is business, right? Mm-hmm. That means that we should get paid as well. And how does that work in your field? Um, oof, I'm in the creative industry. <laughs> um, it's a storyboard artist, right? Because I, I, I haven't indulged in to, I should research more in a storyboard, uh, storyboard writing. Like uh, how drawing. do they fit into the pipeline or? Yeah, well, the thing is that um, there are a heap load of artists, uh, sorry, uh, of actors mm-hmm. going for same jobs. Yeah, okay. Right? With you, there's, I'm not sure how many, how many storyboard artists there are out there. Yeah. And they uh, there can't be that many jobs out there. But no, how, no. How do you say, hey, I'm going to charge you. I'm not going to charge you. And if I do charge you, what's that based on? Like I'm asking the director or whatever. No, but someone. uh, The director's asking me how much. Yeah, or who the company you work for or or uh, whatever. Like what if a a university university student come up up to you, hey, listen, do this thing. Um, Agnes, go away. Agnes, she keeps calling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So I mean, it's, there aren't there aren't a lot of storyboard jobs out there as well. Um. Um. Because if you do have it, like uh, the way storyboards work is basically it depends on if you work on films or animation or shows or advertising. Usually, in advertising, it's just these sort of freelance gigs. Um. You get hired by um advertising agencies, and they will quote you. Um. Uh, we can talk about rates. Uh, there's a there's the film industry and there's also the animation guild as well for your standard rates. Um, storyboarding, the reason why it's covered is because it's one of the high paying jobs out there um, because you have all that responsibility. 
as an artist um, and you have all that creative control. Um, a lot of storyboard artists end up directing because it's just the natural progression of things or end up starting their own shows. Um, but um, so there's advertising and then um, TV, uh, uh, animation and TV, which I love. Um, you get to work in story teams where you get mm. to bounce ideas off each other, usually with writers. Um, story meetings are like one of my favorite things to do. You get to like come up with the craziest shit and like, mm. how would this work? Uh, um, and then you talk about it and like, oh, what a shit idea, man. It's these sort of stages. I'll talk about vulnerability, uh, sensitivity and vulnerability as an artist later. Um, that's something really important I forgot to mention. Um, um, and so story t- basically uh, you work in teams of maybe two or three on an episode mm. and you work, you'll get half of the scene and I'll get half of the scene and then you board in say uh, maybe four or five weeks, uh, uh, um, four weeks per episode. Mm-hmm. And um, through throughout that process, there'll be uh, revisions and um, we can talk about like, there's a certain process for storyboards that a lot of people go through, which is like thumbnails, roughs, cleans. Mm-hmm. It's because um, you don't want to be doing a bunch of clean drawings and then you're actually like, this doesn't work. And then, you're in the corner crying, <laughs> having to redraw everything. So hence you start off with thumbnails. Um, I wish actors could give thumbnail performances <laughs> for like auditions and stuff. It's this like, yeah, it's, r- it's roughly like this. <laughs> if you yeah. like it, I'll keep on working on it. But otherwise I'm not memorizing your stupid script. I mean, you need that. I've been in so many positions where I've put clean drawings and I haven't worked. And you learn the hard way. Yeah. So I learned the hard way. You do a long, we'll do a long scene. And that's one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is um. Ask you ask what the scene's about. So you really need to understand story structure. Um, it's part of these part of certain foundations you need to work as a storyboard artist, which is the clear. You know you need to be able to draw. That's a common. Obviously, you need to be able to draw get your idea across. But sort of understanding what the scene is as a unit. Like you've got the film, but then it's broken down into scenes. And like you know, like so what, what like what. I feel like I've gone off your question. You have. Uh, you ask about rates and stuff. <laughs> no, well, I was saying like, yeah, go ahead. Just Neil was just asking uh, how much do you charge? Uh, <laughs> I can send you my quote. I can send you my rates. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not, the, 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 there's, there's basically in terms I've of- always, I've always, always thought about for a while, like uh, when a artist should charge and when they shouldn't charge. Uh, okay. Not shouldn't, but like when it's okay to go, hey, wait, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing this because I love doing it. Because there's a love thing and 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 then there's a of course I got to pay my rent. Mm. I think um I mean I don't think I'm in the right position to tell anyone how and when they should be doing it because like everyone should be making that up themselves. Everyone has uh, certain circumstances. Um, however, I will be saying um, you know, if there's industry involved and uh, producers, uh, you probably should be getting paid. You definitely should be getting paid. Mm. Um, um, but it's up to the individual. Like if you want to work on an indie production with your mate like of course like you know help them out or whatever but um depend i mean it depends on the individual and circumstance um but but, but for you yeah. like when when do you get like what do you kind of use as a barometer of oh, oh you know what i'll do this for free i'll help them out like what is it because it's a great story yeah. or yeah you know i think um good question i think early in my career i was more open to like sort of getting that experience um the thing with storyboards is though is like uh you kind of come from like a lot of board artists I know they come from working in the field for a while like they've worked in concept or they've worked in layout or they've worked so they've sort of got to this position where they've sort of worked in the industry for a bit so they should be charging um um I like you know right now I wouldn't work for free um I don't think anyone uh, I'd like 
there's no way anyone should work for free in advertising. <laughs> uh, you should be getting, uh, getting paid for your work. Um, there's like, I recommend like you look at the animation guild uh, and look at their rates and you use that as a benchmark mm. because uh, you know, something that you all know, like artists get taken advantage of. Mm. And um, we're trying to hold an industry here. Like mm. uh, you take yourself seriously. You should be paid for your work. Mm. Um, and, ha- and, and uh, on that, Thing. we'll go to this this segue which is about uh, passion and um do, do you feel like because you you worked in the industry for a while now and you worked for some big shows and stuff right uh, i i've worked on a couple uh, yeah I but i haven't worked I, I, there too I long yeah, yeah yeah i don't want to name yeah. drop but you can name drop if you want uh, to no it's don't right. name drop well uh, just do it and then um and then do you feel that uh, you've when you're working on the shows and stuff and you're thinking oh I'm sort of giving away my soul. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> or you just love doing what you're doing. And I, I particularly like have, we talked about struggle before. I've struggled to get to storyboarding. Like I learned the hard way. Like, oh, I kind of like concept art. I kind of like layout. I'm working in architecture before. I had like strong sort of layout and perspective and drawing skills. So it took me naturally to like this layout position, which is, I don't know if you know, backgrounds in an animation department. Um, and I could draw. So I, so basically doing backgrounds for the animation like that's what layout does Mm -hmm. characters in there Um, and then um, got into concept art as well which is like really creative and like um, what was the question? Passion Passion Um, Do you feel like when you were working on these shows do you feel like that you've you've given away your soul? Yeah yeah Um, at times at times yes but I think as an artist like it's your responsibility to sort of keep that going like um because once you get into production there's always going to be like money involved and decisions simply don't get made based on what you want because a production involves many people mm-hmm. many ideas and usually um um there are things that you can't control mm-hmm. so i would like advise you to what i have done in that process is like i don't just work on one thing mm-hmm. um if i'm working on say a film that needs certain ideas out I will make sure I have this side project on where I get to have my personal mm. ideas on mm. because um, this is a production. Like the end of the day, it's my, we can talk about this later. Um, yeah. um, there are certain involvements. I'm hired for this role, mm. and um, you know, I I give my I, char- I get to charge um, a bit. I get to charge whatever the rate is, um, and I sell my services to this client. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily. I'm not being hired for certain ideas. You know what I mean? Like that's the client has this idea. So, like I, I respect that as, a, as an artist, and yeah. I think you need to too. Like, um, um, so in terms of passion, if I'm not getting fulfilled creatively, passion with this project, and um, I think that happens a lot during production. Like it may not tick all boxes. So, um, I advise you to, and I advise this <coughs> for all artists. Like you definitely should be having your sketchbook, working on your own projects, working on like, you know, these free projects that you were talking about with like uh, creating your own show where you get to have these ideas, your own personal ideas come across. Um, so yeah, like, like, no, I don't, I'm not creative fulfilled always. Um, there are like, but there are like some little nuggets of creativity that I find that I try. Like I like the lighting scenario in here and I might be studying some, um, some, uh, what are those uh, old German noir films that, 
really strong contrast. I'll use that in my implementation and the client may not know that, but they will love mm. it. But yeah. I get to, you know, learn from that. So I think it's the onus on the artist. Like you can't, I don't expect like, you know, I, I'm in control of my creative journey. You're not, like, I, I would, I wouldn't want to give that to someone else. Yeah, yeah, I'm in charge yeah, of that yeah. little thing. So I wouldn't want to give my creative passion to a director or whatever. Like I, I'm in control of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, would you say that's your answer to kind of um, how you deal with your own integrity and creativity in a production where so much is determined by money, mm. you know? Uh, is, would that be your solution to that is getting through that? Yeah, that's one solution. Like, I, I mean- I'd feel bad to say just like just have your own creative outlet because it's kind of an easy thing to say. Um, it's a natural thing to say. Like, um, like if you're in this industry, you, you're generally drawing and doing your own thing anyway. So that's a given. Um, another thing I would sort of attach to that is to realise that a lot of decisions aren't made purely creatively. There might be a lot of like stuff in the, in, in the back that you don't know. And like I experienced that recently um, seeing getting to work with um, – seeing the producing and the, the sort of the, the money end of things and seeing that, oh, not all decisions are made um, in the way that you'd want it to be made. Um, so you can sort of like, like, so sort of learning that actually helped me and sort of like, oh, like, you know, it's, it's not about this. It, it, like I said before, like I want to be, and I think you should, you want to be drawing, in my case, I want to be drawing, creating all the time. Like whatever you can do to sort of support that idea and keep that idea. Mm. If you let, certain things that you can't control get in the way of that. Mm. Uh, maybe you can reframe it and realise that there's sort of other ways to approach it is sort of beneficial to you, so. I've got a, I've got a, like a macro question um, about um, the Australian industry. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts? Um, I would love it if we got to do a little more pre-production than post-production, Danny. We were talking about this before. Um, I mean, we're really, like, for how small we are, we did pretty cool. <laughs> uh, um but I think we have a lot of talent here. We have what? A lot of talent. Yeah, talented yep. artists. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's the what's the big what what is the challenge then? Why why why? It's hard to compete with huge um, huge structures and industries that have been placed in uh, LA and Canada. Like we just simply don't have that structure. It's not it's not fair. Like I've sort of gone through this recently. It's not fair to compare yourself to say someone that's gone through CalArts and uh, gone through this specific pipeline that I've already like, it's kind of like, you know, comparing the MBL to the MBA. <laughs> like they're just two completely different structures. They get groomed a lot earlier. Mm. Um, so that, does, that d doesn't necessarily mean that talent isn't there because isn't there because I think that raw talent is there. Um, if we could some, especially with the global environment, if we can sort of set up structures, environments mm. where we can support that talent mm. that gets done, uh, born here naturally, um, I think that would be amazing because mm. Australia is amazing. I mean, would you say that our stories are our strength, especially how diverse Australia is? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a pity that we don't get enough stories out there. Uh, I mean, like, we'll talk about animation. Like, Bluey's done so well. Mm, you know, like, mm. And it's because it's tapped into, like, certain, like, unique Australian talents. And, like, if we get more stories that are, like, I mean, there's just so much creativity here. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of post-production houses and um, – Unfortunately, that means like a lot of the creativity gets sent down here from overseas, uh, usually LA and Canada. Um, so if we can sort of, which I think we are trying to like, you know, have some sort of environment and structure that supports mm. uh, our unique 
local ideas here. Mm. That would be brilliant, which I think we do have. <coughs> like, mm. we, we clearly do. Well, I think at the Doing stuff like this, sorry to interrupt, yeah. mm. like, but like, you know, this is awesome. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the one of the premises of this uh, show is we're doing. Because um, I think the New South, New South Wales government has a, um, uh, has a um, for, for the new Thor film, Mm. Um, they have said that you know if if there are directors out there, upcoming directors or or, or whatever writers, whatever, uh, uh, you can do uh, internships on the new Thor film. Mm. So um, the subsidising a basic for for that's really cool. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was it was done. Uh, that thing was done last year. Chris Hemsworth was like, yeah, he's part of the whole advertisement stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think too as well. Like there should be, I think we should. I mean, you make a good point. Like I think what you're asking is like, does the industry support the the talent here? And yeah. like, in the day, like it's it's smaller than the amount of talented people here. So that's why we have to scrap and like you know mm. fight for these positions. Um, I honestly don't know the way out of it, other than to just keep on working. I mm. like I don't know. Like you know. Because um, everyone seems, seems to go to Canada now. Like a, a few actors yeah, I've got a couple of friends who've just gone yeah, to Canada. Like, yeah. well, I think that I think we have a good industry here. It's a, like a small industry. That means you can thrive better here and then you, you can be seen better. I think what's important is the choice. So, like, yeah. if both we need to enable those people to go overseas, but also, like, you know, it's, the choice is important because mm. what's good to you may not be good to someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to double back uh, back to the role of the storyboard artist yeah. um, in a production. It's very important because you're you're incorporating the director, the cinematographer, uh, and and as the producer to a certain extent. How do you make sure that status and ego don't affect um, the vulnerability in a, in a in a room where you're trying to create something? This is the best, like, great question. I love this question, and it's something that I've been thinking about and going through recently um so one thing that i forgot to mention in terms of what what is helpful in storyboards is what is kind of the most important thing is like um the the ability to let yourself be vulnerable and sensitive um that's something that's sort of not talked about in um storyboards i think um but it's what's talked about with other storyboard artists because you know you're both in it um, especially working in teams but the ability to sort of like um allow yourself to uh, I don't know, to like to fail because mm. <laughs> you're failing in front of somebody else who also has your position exactly exactly right? it's it's this and like that is what i've learned makes your story unique and important and um what people gravitate to and it's unfortunately something that's not really represented or like it's 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 something that you uh, will need to learn for yourself and learn how to keep it going. Like, uh, it's something that like, it's hard to do. Like, can you imagine like just putting yourself, I'm, I mean, you are, you're an actor, like, mm -hmm. you know, like just putting yourself out there and your drawings and it being cut down and like, you know, destroy it. And like, you know, you can film this thing in a certain boring way and it'll get through production, but like, it's, there's another boring film. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm learning, like, I'm trying to like, get in touch with my sensitiveness, which is um, something that we're not trained to do, I think. Uh, mm. Something that's not really uh, supported in the world. Like you, we're taught to be like, whatever, taught the opposite. And um, and the 
it's hard. It's hard to like allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's hard. Um, but ultimately it's so rewarding. Mm. So rewarding. Um, it's, it's something that I can't really talk about because it's your own sort of process. And I'm sure everyone here has their own individual story, but, um, me learning, learning to like be open and like, Oh, um, they're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Mm. Uh, But I'm going to do it anyway, um, is what makes unique stories Mm. and is what, is what makes the artist. And um, it's just a hard thing to do. Like, I, I don't really like, I wish I had a way of sort of telling you how to do it. Or like, well, how does how does status affect that? Mm, okay, status affects it greatly. Mm, mm. So having to overcome status is something that's, um, is something that's difficult. And um, I mean, there are some people that love status and awesome. And I would be arrogant and wrong for to say that status hasn't affected me like you know, it's completely wrong like of course i think about status as well but storyboards like the reason why i keep on circling to why stories are so unique and hard is like that shit doesn't matter in storyboards it doesn't like you once you've talked to storyboard artists they're the most weirdest unique like you know vulnerable i think actors would particularly like them because they're like this quirky like um quirky like i don't know like vulnerable people mm. and I think there's a beauty in that that's not really talked about. And uh, if you talk to certain storyboard artists, they both know that they understand it and cherish it. And mm. like, it's why like they stick to it and it's worth a grind because it's the most you and you can be. And it's, it's just, it's the thing that I am still striving to keep on doing in my work. Mm. And it's something I don't know if I'll ever sort of be fully into or get it, but we'll see. Great, great, great. Do you have anything that we can wish you chookers on in, in like a project that you've got going at the moment or something that's coming up in the future? Um, I'm considering, I'm in the process of starting a story workshop because I think like before storyboarding, like people just telling natural stories is I think really useful. Um, so you may not have the drawing skills or whatever, but like just being able to tell your own personal story through Stickman or whatever, I think is important and really like sort of healing to people. Um, so that's in the process. Great. Yeah. So you're going, you're going to have a little workshop in, uh, in a space somewhere in Sydney? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, look, when that comes up, let us know and we'll put it up on, on Instagram as well and hopefully get some people to come to you uh, to you and it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chookers on that. Yeah. Chookers on that. Uh, is there anyone out there you want to uh, give a shout out to or who's who needs a shout out? Uh, or one of your colleagues, colleagues that maybe doesn't get as much attention or you know, that um, you think people should know about them? Oh, so many people. Um, my goodness. Just story arts in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Well, took us to them. Took us to them. Creatives, writers, everyone. Like, people creating stuff. People not creating stuff. Like, hope everyone's still not right. Yeah, just, just before we close up, um, I, I, I like to, especially like, uh, uh, like uh, detailed creatives like you, like um, what what tip can you give the ten year old out there or the mm-hmm. um you know a kid who just like he or she just you know wants to get into this, something like this you know yeah. what are the, the what are the quick tips you can give so they can be on the way really good question I forgot to talk about this before but um one thing that's really vital to storyboarding is the ability to draw emotion and uh, feelings and character which is why I talked about vulnerability before um. So the reason why I talked about being vulnerable is like I usually try to get into the character when I'm bored. I'm mm. feeling them, which is why I think we can talk about acting and stuff. Mm. Um, so in terms of what 
a person can do. Um, so I was trained like through like a normal atelier sort of method. So that's, I don't know if you know that. It's like classical train drawing. So sight and draw, uh, sight and see method. Like you see what you see what the object is and then you draw it and you sort of slow methodical process. But in storyboarding, like that is not what we want. What we want is emotion. What we want is character. We want like the drawing is important, but what's more important is the emotion of that story, um, the idea that it brings. Mm. So you need to like, I've got two sketchbooks. You need your sketchbook. Please carry a sketchbook always. Uh, all artists should carry a sketchbook. Um, I do um, observational, uh, sorry, uh, I call them life sketches. So I'm always out in trains, cafes, coffees, uh, and just drawing people quickly with pens, uh, not pencils. So I get confident with my line. So I've actually had to relearn how to draw. Um, um, I, I did like nice pretty drawings before, really nice. and But now I need to do like these gestural, like, you know, idea drawings, which is, so different and so interesting um so carry a sketchbook draw people out in life in public um faces emotions and i like to think of like what is this drawing about and how can i get it across quickly that's kind of two things i keep in my mind um and also don't be too attached to your work like be ready to throw that drawing away because it's just a drawing at the end of the day um, yeah well great well thank mm. thanks thanks so much for coming on board and having a chat with us no yeah. problem <laughs> thanks so much mate like Thanks, guys. On, uh, I was like, I guess last minute in a way. No, it wasn't. It was a week. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't last minute. Plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you back on if you can and yep. uh, see where you're at in the next few months of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some things in the works that we can talk about later. Yeah, yeah definitely. And we'll give you a shout, shout out to your uh, workshop when it comes up as well. And uh, yeah, this should be out soon in a few weeks, hopefully. Cool. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, everybody listening. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And... and Chuckers! Chuckers. <laughs>